Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As you know, the rich get richer. But in this episode, we're sharing all the secrets about how we can get wealthy too. Hey friends, this is Queenie. And Pablo. And welcome back to another episode. So Pablo, what's your money win? Well, my money win of the week is that Julian, our video editor, who is actually editing the podcast as well, has brought a lot of equipment. So we have now a new light, new camera, and yeah, that's really nice of him. So nice of him. Thank you so much, Julian. You're the best. We really appreciate you. And my money win is I got some new clothes for free because I held this clothes swap with my friends. We all bring in clothes that we're no longer wearing or using. And we swapped them last week and we had a really fun night. And it's sustainable and it's money savvy. Nice. What's the piece of clothes that you got? What's the, the one you're most excited about? The one I'm most excited about is a top. It's really nice. It goes with so many outfits. I've already worn it once. Wow, that's really cool. A cross swap can be a good thing. I wonder if I should organize it with my friends. I think maybe you should. That'd be really fun. Just remember that this podcast is general in nature and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. You can read my full financial services guide in my description. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our land and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. We respect and celebrate the diversity of our communities. So, number one, Pablo, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, the rich by assets and the poor and middle class by liabilities. Yes, this is a lesson that we learned from the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad and it's really, really important. Simple, but very important. So a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket and an asset is something that puts money into your pocket. So if we want to build wealth, we need to reduce the amount of liabilities that we have taking money out of our pockets and increase the amount of assets that we have that are putting money back into our pockets. Yeah, simple math, you know. And we watched that video of, you know, uh, Jamie, one of our friends, who interviewed people at uh, LV Store in Sydney. And what was funny is that, you know, you think like LV, rich people, you know, super wealthy, billionaires, things like that. But actually, it's many middle class people that were there to, I feel like, appear to be like more wealthy. Yeah, that's true. So interesting looking at that interview. And yeah, something that we realized is they didn't have crazy job titles. They weren't earning crazy money. And a lot of these designer brands are actually set up for middle-class people like the whole idea is they want to lure middle-class people into looking rich they're not really catering towards the super super rich people and that's the secret of all of these luxury brands yeah and actually you know super super rich or celebrities they will potentially get gifted those items yeah exactly so if you see a celebrity or an influencer wearing lv stuff or wearing all this branded designer stuff A lot of them aren't even buying these things. They're just getting gifted to them. It's a real secret. So one of the things that we like to do and we like to keep in mind, and I think this is a really good point, especially when it comes to clothes, pretty much technology, pretty much anything that you buy. If you can't buy it twice, 
you can't afford it. Yeah, that's a very good rule. And we're actually watching this TikTok. I think that had another really cool analogy. And it was basically, you know, if you want to buy an item and then you are presented with the item and the cash in front of you, which one will you pick? Yeah, exactly. So imagine while you're at the store, you're looking at an item. Let's say you're looking at a pair of shoes. If somebody comes up and they, they offer you, hey, you can get a free pair of shoes or you can get this free money. Which one would you pick in that moment? One shoe, one money. Depends. No. I guess it depends on what you need more. And that's what you should really keep in mind. Like, do you actually want this more than you want the money left in your pocket? Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's good to have a think about the purchase before you make it. Yeah, exactly. And another way that you can save money if you do want to purchase liabilities, because let's be real, sometimes you do need to buy a new pair of shoes. Sometimes you need to buy a handbag. Sometimes you need to buy something. At least try to find a way that you can save money on it, get a discount, or even make it tax deductible. For example, if you buy a new handbag and you're able to fit a laptop inside your handbag and you can use it partially for work to take your laptop to and from work, then some of it could actually be tax deductible. You could make a saving on that handbag. Kuni, I've seen that TikTok as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. So many TikToks so are sharing TikToks, in this one. You know, it's a bundle of TikToks right in one podcast. And if you're enjoying it, don't forget to follow because we're doing podcasts every single week about best tip to save money. And it's five stars if you enjoyed the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And another way that you can increase the amount of assets that you have is to get started investing if you haven't already. Nowadays, it's super easy to start investing. You can literally start investing with $5 and we have created a completely free investing cheat sheet, which you can check out in the show notes. Yeah, because investing is a great way you know, to build assets. We talked a lot about liabilities and how to reduce those things, but assets is equally as important, if not more. And with time, these are really going to compound. So if you start now, it's really good. Yeah, and something that we've noticed is... When we invest our money, it's kind of like you forget about that money. So just putting a little bit aside, start with $5, start with $10, whatever you can put aside, eventually you'll forget about that money. You'll forget that money even exists. And one day you'll check your account and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I had all this money there. Because I think it's like that psychology, like if you look in your bank account and you can see all this money there, it makes you want to spend it. But if you invest some of it, it's out of sight, out of mind. You forget about that money and it can just do its compounding magic. That's the best way to, to build really big wealth is like, you know, investing regularly and let it grow over time. Exactly, exactly. So the next point is thinking more like a producer rather than a consumer. So a lot of people, they spend their time researching the best things to buy. And there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes you need to buy something and it is good to do your research and be educated before you buy something. But if you spend 100% of your time researching the best things to buy and 0% of your time thinking like a producer, thinking about creating value for people to buy, you're not going to build wealth over the long term. And that's why it's really important to educate yourself about financial literacy, to find things that you can create that provide value for other people that they want to buy and that's how you're really going to start building wealth. Yeah, I think what we started watching this girl on YouTube, like Cody Sanchez, and she just thinks about, you know, buying businesses. And she buys businesses and she sees like when maybe she goes to a coffee shop or she goes to a laundromat, she thinks about, oh, I could potentially buy that business and how much money that would make. And 
instead of using it, she'll be like more as a she will think more as a producer and how much money this can make over the long term. Yeah, exactly. And once you start to think like that, you'll realize that there are opportunities all around you to earn some money. And it's actually quite fun, especially if you pick something that you really enjoy to make money from. So for example, Pablo and I started making YouTube videos three years ago and it was fun. It was a fun hobby, but we wanted to create some content instead of just being a consumer of content because we love personal finance content, but we decided, hey, maybe we could create some personal finance content as well. And that's what led to this business, which now employs both of us and Julian, which is really cool. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, you got to think about like things that you do and you spend so much time and that you really enjoy doing and how you can monetize it. You know, at one stage at the beginning of my career, the first job I had was windsurfing instructor. And I really like windsurf. And I was like, how can I make this passion of mine a job? And so that was really cool because I still enjoy. I was underwater. I was able even to go to Turkey to work there, but still doing my passion. Yeah, exactly. And there are so many things like that. And also just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast and for supporting us because we wouldn't be able to do what we do full time if it wasn't for you. And yeah, maybe have a look around your life. What are your passions? What do you love doing? What would you do for free? I think that's that's a good place to start. What would you do even if you did not get paid any money? And I think that's the kind of business you want to start. Because if, if it doesn't feel like work, if you would do it for free, you can essentially just have fun while you're working. Yeah, and there is this really cool thing named Ikigai. Yeah, Ikigai is honestly amazing. I'm so happy that I found this concept. So what it is, imagine there are four circles. The first circle is what you love. The second circle is what the world needs. The third circle is what you would be paid for. And the fourth circle is what you're good at. And where all of these circles combined, that is your ikigai. And that is something that if you wanted to consider pursuing it as a career, that's where you should focus. So try and look at something where all of these things combined. Yeah, ikigai, I think it's really good to have a really understanding of where your values are, but also how you can make money. And you don't have to monetize all of your passions and hobbies. Some things can just be passions and hobbies. But if you would like to eventually turn your hobby into something, into a side hustle or into a business, it's a good one to look at. Yeah, for sure. And what's the next point, Kuni? So the next point is that the rich buy quality and not quantity. I mean, how many times have you bought something that was cheap, but it didn't perform like it was supposed to, or it broke down way quicker than you expected? Honestly, this has happened to me so much. And I'm not saying that every expensive thing is better quality than every cheap thing, but there are some items where it definitely is worth spending a little bit more money to get a better quality item that lasts a lot longer. There is this really, really interesting economic theory. It's called the boots theory of socioeconomic unfairness. And basically the principle of this theory is that the people that are able to afford a really good pair of boots, let's say for $50, those boots are able to last for 10 years, whereas the poor or the middle class buy okay pairs of boots for $10, but they have to replace them every year. So after 10 years, they end up spending $100, which is $50 more than the rich people who just buy one really good pair of boots that last 10 years. And I think this principle is really true. It is really sad as well because 
It's sad that not everyone can afford to buy good quality items and it is important to recognise our privilege there to be able to save up and pay for a product that is good quality. But it's also better for the planet as well. So if you can, especially for things that you wear every single day or use every single day, it might be worth considering whether the items that you're buying are quality or if there are better quality items that could last longer. Yeah, it's just really interesting principle. What do you think, Pablo? Yeah, it is really interesting. And we actually had our cabana for the beach that we bought last summer. And at the beginning, we really wanted that cool cabana that everyone had on the beach. And we're like, oh, they look really good. And then we started looking online and they were quite expensive. So we're like, oh, you know, maybe later. And then one day we brought Kmart and we found this cheap or knockout version of the cool cabana for $50. So maybe a third of the price. And we're like, oh, that's a bargain. And then we got it. And then the first day at the beach, we had it. We saw it's not nearly as good. Oh, yeah. We were putting up this, like, dupe cool cabana from Gamart. It was, like, flapping in the wind. Like, we tried to put it down. Like, one of the pegs made a hole in the tent. And there was a light breeze. Like, we saw all these other cool cabanas around us. Like, they weren't moving. Ours was shaking. We had to hold it down. Like, we had to physically be holding the cool cabana down. And everyone else was chilling. And we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was such bad quality. And we only used it maybe three, three times before we had to put it in the bin because it just did not work like it was supposed to. It was flapping in the wind. It started to break, the material started to split, and we ended up having to buy a cool cabana anyway. So that's just one example of how sometimes when you buy something less expensive, it isn't actually worth it and it can actually end up costing you more money. Like if we were to buy the cool cabana from the beginning, we would have saved $50 from not having to buy the cheaper one. And I think it was also probably a sign that nobody on the beach had the Kmart beach cabana because they were sold out everywhere. So you would expect to see a whole beach full of Kmart cabanas, but instead all the beaches were filled with cool cabanas, you know, and I think maybe because other people had the same problem as we did. That's just my my estimate. Yeah, maybe there is like, they are all in the graveyard. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's so bad for the planet as well. And I think that you know, not saying that everything that you buy is cheap is not good quality. There are definitely some items that you can buy cheap and are still really good quality. And there are some items that are really expensive and a terrible quality. But I guess it's just, you've got to find that that balance. Try to find those items that are really, really good quality and really affordable. You don't have to buy designer brand name things like we spoke about earlier. Like it's not about that. It's more about trying to find items that are good quality, have good uses and low cost per wear. Yeah, and I think the mindset of thinking long term is really important. Long term in terms of how many times can you wear this or will you wear this based on like what it looks like and the usability of the item. And also, you know, 10 years from now, five years from now, am I still going to use this? Is it still going to be good? Or is it going to be just lasting me one year and then I have to buy another one later? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cost per use is so important. Some items may look cheap on the surface, but when you look at the cost per use, they're actually really expensive. So for example, our dupe cabana costed $16 per use, but our cool cabana has only costed us $5 per use because we're able to use it a lot more. It's much better quality. 
we'll probably have it 10 years, 20 years from now. Yeah, our children may be using it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, yeah, that's exciting. So what's the next point, Pablo? Plant your tree. Well, it takes time to build. So, yeah, there is no overnight success, basically, you know. We always see, like, people online doing crazy views or Warren Buffett with, like, billions of dollars. But there is no overnight success. They've planted their trees years ago, not 10 years ago, but, like, 50, 100. I don't know how many years Warren Buffett is, but almost 100 years ago, you know. Yeah, exactly. And like we've mentioned before in this podcast, it's all about the compounding effect, It's not a linear progression most of the time, especially when it comes to building wealth. You don't go from, it's it's actually pretty wild once you start to look at compound interest, but it's not linear. You would think it's just a straight line up. It's not. It's actually exponential. So if you see some people that have had this overnight success, it's probably because they started this overnight success many, many, many years before. And now compounding is finally starting to kick in and they're they're seeing the full fruits of their labor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we talked about it in the last podcast where, you know, when you saved $100,000, you are actually a third of the way to a million. And that really shows into perspective that, you know, the hardest part is the beginning, getting the ball rolling. But then after it's rolling, it gets much easier. Yeah, exactly. And there's this, honestly, there's this really crazy chart, which really illustrates this point. So Warren Buffett, he's one of the richest people in the world. He has billions and billions of dollars in net worth. But when you look at his wealth graph by age, you can see that it is compound interest taking place. And you can actually see that most of his wealth was actually built after the age of 50. But because he started investing really, really early, he started investing when he was just 14 years old and he's now 98 years old. That's the reason why he has such a high net worth because he started early and he started investing consistently. It did not happen overnight for him. You can see through the years, like he didn't just go from zero to a million straight away. It took him quite a few years and he's now only seeing the results of the compound interest and those seeds that he planted early in his life. Yeah, because he made his first million at 30. Yeah, he did. So it's not even that early or, you know, like a crazy thing. Like people do make millions at 30 or even later. But what was really impressive is that from 83 to 92, he doubled his net worth from 50 billion to 100. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that that's so insane. So it it just becomes so much easier to build wealth after you have money. So don't feel disheartened if your net worth isn't exactly where you'd like it to be right now because the first $100,000 is always the hardest. And if you would like to calculate your own net worth, you can check out our free net worth tracker. And when it comes to building wealth, another really important point is to have an emergency fund, which is three to six months of living expenses. And where we personally keep our emergency fund is with Eubank. So if you would like to check them out, you can use my code Queenie30 and you can get $30. 
Free money. Love yeah. that. And it's a 5% interest rate as well at the moment, which is really, really good. Yeah, 5%. Let's say you have like 30,000 like your emergency fund in the bank. That's $1,500 a year like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really good. So Pablo, what's the next point? I think the next point is, I mean, I think I can read it. It's <laughs> save time on decisions. You know, like so many times you're like thinking, oh, this or that and things like that. But the rich people, they're not going to waste their time because they know that time is the most valuable resources that they have. So what they do is like, they usually, let's say they go to the restaurant instead of looking at the menu and taking like five, 10, 20 minutes to think about what they're going to order, what they're going to do and what we do now is they're going to ask the waiter's recommendation is going to take them less than five minutes and they're going to get their food and probably the best food that they could ever had because they, the waiter know already what's best to order. Yeah, exactly. We love doing this. So I think we saw this quote somewhere online and we were like, wow, that's genius. So now that's all we do. Every time we go somewhere, we we just ask for the waiter or the waitress and what their recommendation is. And they honestly give us the best options. Like we went for Taco Tuesday the other night and I asked the waitress there what was the best thing to order. She honestly gave me the best recommendations. I had the best tacos of my life. So yeah, definitely do it. Give it a go. Yeah, I remember those chorizo taco. They were insane. Yeah, I love the chorizo tacos. They're so good. And another really interesting principle to think about is the door principle. So there are two types of decisions that you can make in life. And imagine that they are doors. So in one door, once you open the door and you go through the door, you can't go back out the door. So those are the decisions that you want to spend more time on. Those are the decisions that you can't really come back from that easily. Whereas there are other decisions that are a bit more like a revolving door. Once you make them and you make a mistake, it's okay. You can go back through the door. It doesn't really matter too much. Not going to make a big impact. And it's important to spend more time thinking about the decisions where you can't really come back from. That's going to have a big impact. And spend less time on decisions where you can come back from them if you made a mistake the first time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was like that for us when you went full time on content creation, right? It seems like it's a very big decision, but actually the worst thing that could happen is it doesn't work out and six months later you find another job. Yeah, exactly. So it seems like a very big decision, but actually it's actually quite simple Yeah. because you can go back to work six months later. That's yeah. the worst thing that can happen is you have to do that. Yeah, exactly. But the best thing that can happen is that we build a solid business and now we can hire people, we can give more value to people so they can build wealth and maybe create their own businesses. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're doing. So thank you so much for following our journey. Pablo and I really appreciate you. So yeah. thank you so much. And do you have any example of, for example, door that close, Kuni? Doors that close, let me think about that. Apart from the escape room. <laughs> Doors that close. I guess if you want to have kids or not. It's like once you have the kid, it's like, can't really go back from that. I would say having kids, that's a big decision. Think about it, you know. Are you ready? Do you really want this? I think that's a really big decision to make and you want to be 100% certain before you make it. What's something else, Pablo? Having a pet. Having a pet. That's true. That's another one. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like pet, I mean, dogs, those things, like, they live like 10, 15 years. So, you know, even if it's like you need to think about 10 years from now, do you still want a pet? Is it? fits your life and your lifestyle. 
Yeah, yeah, that's when very, you go on holiday, true. you know, that's 10 or 15 years. That's a long time. Mm. But maybe you don't think that that way. So that's why I always think what's going to look like 10 years from now. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And the next point is actually thinking long term. So all about those small things that we do every day, how it's going to impact our life in the future. So let's say you brush your teeth every single day, right? And that's good. Well, if you don't brush your teeth one day, it's fine because it's not going to make a big impact five years from now. But if you don't brush your teeth every single day for five years, well, I'm probably not going to kiss you anymore. <laughs> and the dentist bill will be quite expensive. Yeah, that's very if true. If you have any teeth left. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. So all of the little things that you do every day, maybe one day it doesn't matter too much, you know, maybe one day you smoke a cigarette, it's fine, you'll be fine. But if you do that every single day, smoke a pack a day, it's going to have a big impact. Same with brushing your teeth. Yeah. So that's why it's important to all these tiny, tiny little habits that we have to see if they're actually taking you forward into the person that you want to be in the future. And will your future self thank you looking back in time had you done those things? Another one is if you don't invest for a day or a month or a year, doesn't matter a crazy amount in the grand scheme of things but if you never invest your whole life or even 5, 10, 15 years then it will really matter and your older self will be like younger self why didn't you do this you were listening to the Queenie and Pablo podcast and you should have done it earlier. Queenie are you taking like an old voice? Yes that's that's how I imagine older Queenie would sound. Well, actually, we were at lunch yesterday and then we you showed us this filter Queenie right and you can see yourself old. Oh, yeah. It's honestly heartbreaking. It's so sad. And there are some people like with the old filter on that don't look old. I'm like, how do they not look old? I'm so jealous. And now I'm also self-conscious. Like, why does my old filter look old? <laughs> yeah, but actually, you told us like a really interesting study that when you see yourself old or older, then you're going to think that's going to be me in the future. And I can be like paying myself forward already. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that was a Julian Julian stat, which is so interesting because, yeah, it's so true. So use that TikTok filter. Have a look at yourself old, even if it's difficult, and don't compare yourself to how other people look when they're old in the filter. And then, then think about it. Think, you know, this could be me. And this, this is a real person, you know. What, what would I like this person to be doing? What can I do to make their life easier once they're older? Because I think one of the things that you, we don't realize is as you get older, you get a bit less, yeah, I don't know, like a, l a little bit less energy to do things or to hustle, you know? So that's why Pablo and I, we try to hustle while we're young so we can chill a bit more when we're older, you know? Because there, there are only so many trips that you can do staying at super budget accommodation. You know, maybe once you're older, you have kids, maybe you want the nice accommodation, you know. So I think investing early, being financially responsible early can help you build that that life that you dream of. Yeah, and you also, it's easier to bounce back, right? You know, if you go out on a night out and you come back at like 2 or 3 a.m., when you're 18, like you can bounce back so easily. But when you're like 30, it's so much harder. Yeah, it's very, very true. Very true. The next point, limiting beliefs. So there are so many limiting beliefs that we have. And once you start to learn about limiting beliefs, the way that I started learning was this book, 
the mountain is you. And it's so interesting because it made me realize that not only do I struggle with limiting beliefs, but I feel like every single person on this planet struggles with it too. And I honestly believe that some people that maybe aren't living the life that they love, maybe they're not happy with what they're doing, not happy with themselves. They find it hard to find the courage to do what they want to do in life. I don't think it's because they're incompetent or there's something wrong with them or they're not smart enough. I genuinely think it's because they have limiting beliefs that is holding them back. So honestly, I have so much compassion for everyone and myself because I feel like we all struggle with this. So try to look at your limiting beliefs. Are there any that are holding you back? Maybe some are, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to have money. And really look at these beliefs. Are they actually serving you? Are they even true? A lot of the times they're not even true. There's no evidence to back them up. And then once you start to realize what your limiting beliefs are, then you can start to challenge them and break them down and replace them with more healthy mindsets that that can help you achieve your goals. What do you think about them, Pablo? Limiting beliefs. Yes, limiting beliefs is a very interesting thing that you know you don't think that you are sabotaging yourself, but actually you are some sometimes because you are scared of the unknown or you know you're not used to that so you're going to go back to what you are comfortable with and make yourself like more in your comfort zone I guess. Yeah it's so true so for example I think one common one is sabotaging a really good relationship let's say you're somebody who has only been in toxic relationships with toxic people then finally you come across somebody who's really good and really healthy and it's all going so perfectly, but you're like, no, this is too perfect. Like it can't be this easy. And then you sabotage that healthy relationship so that you can go back to a toxic relationship, which is what you're used to. It honestly happens all the time. Maybe even with money, maybe you're not used to having money. Maybe you're not used to your life going well with money and used to things all going smoothly because you came from an environment where it wasn't easy with money. You might try to sabotage your success in order to go back to what you're used to, which is being uncomfortable. It's, it's honestly so fascinating. Once you start going through it, it's just like, wow, mind blown, hey? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And I think that's why the important thing is being aware of it. You know, that's the, the most important thing. Because once you are aware of it, then you know what steps you need to do to pass those things or talk to people about it that have done it already. So you are more comfortable doing it as well. Yeah, it's so true. I really do think that the wealthy people are the ones that have been able to pass these limiting beliefs. And that's something that I have noticed. Like I, I think that I've passed all my limiting beliefs and then I talk to one of my friends that, that is really successful. They're a few steps ahead. And then I'm like, oh, hang on. <laughs> I still have a lot of limiting beliefs that, that's stopping me to get from th to that level. So yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, and there is no secret at the end of the day, you know, it's like you just need to do it to see what it's like and that's how it's going to happen. There is no like secret recipe to success. Yeah, you need to just go for it. Yeah, and you can do it. If you're listening to this podcast, it means that you really care about your future. You care about the future of the people around you and the people that you love. And I think that's a beautiful thing and it means that you absolutely can get there. You can achieve all your dreams. So don't let the limiting beliefs stop you. Don't let them. And something that we care about is people following that podcast because it really means a lot. That means like you guys or girls enjoying it. And we really enjoy that. 
Oh, yeah, it's so true. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.